0: Hello everyone, welcome back to a wonderful, actually not even welcome back. This is the first episode of a brand new show that you used to know was inside of the game. And now it is Kelvin's Corner, the true temperature of sports. That's right, over the past couple of weeks, I have not been putting out as much content as I would have liked. I was rebranding, and we've been going through some stuff, and, and I just absolutely love the new mission of the show. So it's called Kelvin's Corner. All right, Kelvin's Corner, and the uh, the tagline is the true temperature of sports. We got new music playing. I mean, we just, we're just we just going to do a whole new thing here in 2021, and I'm glad that you've joined me for the ride. Yeah, we're going to talk about the some of the big sports stories that there have been over the past uh, weeks or so, and we're going to keep talking about the biggest sports stories, but I think I've come to the realization that there is more to sports than just the story. And so we're going to take a really deep dive into these big stories and see what's really going on behind the scenes based on what we've maybe seen in the past and what we could potentially see in the future. So this is not going to be your normal sports headlines just to tell you what's going on throughout the day type of podcast. We're diving deep and we're going to have some great guests planned As well, So I encourage you guys to check this out. Leave us a review. That means so much to the show. If you could leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or Google or Spotify, even however you listen to your podcast, we'd appreciate it very much. And we thank you for all your support uh, throughout this time. We're going to start building our audience up again. We want you guys to share it with your family and friends. You can find Kelvin's Corner on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. It's called Kelvin's Corner with a K. All right, Kelvin's corner with a K, the true temperature of sports. And so let me uh, let me kind of explain to you how I ended up stumbling upon this name. I had been using inside the game for quite a bit now, and I was actually out playing a round of golf recently. Ran into uh, ran into a man by the name of Doug, and I, I really want to shout him out here because he was instrumental into this happening uh we were playing a three uh, a three-man group and he was the fourth guy that was added and we got to talking and knowing each other and Doug turns to me and says hey you know I told I know you told me that you do radio and you do your podcast what's it called I told him right now I'm running with the name inside the game and Doug looked at me straight in the eyes and he said you know what Kelvin that is the most generic name you could have ever brought up and that hit me like a ton of bricks Because now I had finally someone telling me what I needed to hear for so long. And he said, that's so generic. Anybody can come up with that. You're never going to get a following. This is from a very elderly, wise man, Doug. And so it's funny because we were on the 8th or ninth hole when that happened. By the 13th or 14th hole, he had been thinking about it. He turns to me and he goes, you know what, Kelvin? I've got your name for you. Kelvin's Corner. The true temperature of sports. And that was so unbelievably amazing, and I ran with it, and we're here today, ladies and gentlemen. So glad that you guys are here. I want to thank Doug so much for helping me rebrand. It's a nice play on words with my name, Kelvin. It all just kind of worked out perfectly, so thanks, Doug, if you're listening. I will make sure to send this to him. He is one of the big reasons why we're here, rebranded with new music. Hope you guys liked the intro. Let me know as well, and uh, I'm just glad that you guys are here and are a part of it. So thank you, Doug, yet again. Again, follow us on Twitter. We'll be more active. Facebook, we're putting videos. Instagram, we're putting videos and pictures and highlights from the podcast, just a lot of stuff. So again, it's Kelvin's Corner with a K, both both words with a K, the true temperature of sports, and hopefully we're going to gauge the temperature of sports today just a little bit. Before I do that, though, uh, to all my Texas listeners, I have some words that have been pretty heavy on my heart. I said this on my radio show as well that I do on Thursdays at 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. You can watch the show on Joko Community Radio's Facebook page, or you can just type in JoCo Community Radio on your TuneIn Radio app if you're on the go. and don't have time to sit and watch. We appreciate it. No not about it. But I said this on the show, and I think it needs to be said here again. If you've been paying attention to the news over the last couple of weeks, not only that, if you are not in Texas or in Texas, especially if you're here, you've understood that we have gone through an unbelievable gauntlet of an ice storm that lasted about a week here in Texas, and it hit us. Boy, did it hit us bad, and it hit something. I mean, it was just it broke records all over the state, all 254 or 64 counties in the state of Texas. Every single county was under a severe winter warning. Uh, which I don't think has ever happened in the state's history. So we had that record-breaking storm, and we lost power at my home for about 24 hours. And ladies and gentlemen, I'm not entirely sure if you know what it is like, and I'm sure the power has gone out in your house before, but it puts life into perspective very quickly because we rely on electricity and water. Well, I I guess more electricity than anything so much no phone, no iPad, no computer, no tablet, no TV, no heating and air, electricity's gone, stores can- stores aren't open, your refrigerator. I mean, we rely so much on having power that when you do lose it, it becomes extremely valuable after you lose it. And I know this is a sports podcast and I don't want to get into too much of this political landscape and stuff like that, but let me just explain something to the people that have not been paying attention to what actually happened here in the state of Texas, because the major news networks, the ABCs, the CNNs, the Fox, the MSNBC, the CBS, it didn't matter who it was, the NBC, and if I'm forgetting any more, I think those are the big ones, they were all focused on the wrong thing that needed to be reported here in the state of Texas. For them, it was bigger headlines that we had a senator leave our state at a time that was pretty inconvenient for him to go. That, to them, was a better storyline than what was actually happening here in the state of Texas on the ground. Unfortunately, the national, the national news media will never have the gall to cover out to what was actually happening here on the ground. Let me explain to you the little bit that I saw just from my simple little neighborhood. There were people in their 4x4 trucks all over the state of Texas. I saw stories. And in my neighborhood, that people that went out to find people that had gotten stuck in the snow to pull them out. We had all of our food banks and storage shelters opening up for people who had been days without power That didn't get reported on the news. How about the four churches in my local area here in DFW that opened up their doors to thousands upon thousands of people so that they could sleep, they could have water, they could take a shower, they could bring their pets, they could bring their family, friends, whoever they wanted to have a meal and sleep in a church. They housed thousands of people for days. That doesn't get talked about. Other things that don't get talked about. Let's just talk about the people that live next door. There were neighbors from all over the place offering food, offering showers, offering a warm place to sleep if they had power. Neighbors that were willing to get together, even though we had this whole pandemic and stuff going on, just to make sure that their neighbors were going to be okay. How about the tons of people that I saw pour on Facebook all over DFW asking if they needed wood being delivered in trucks? That stuff, the national media will never, ever report. And I have to give credit to every single Texan, every single human being that was a part of that amazing movement because, yes, we were pre- we were probably not as prepared as we should have been for something that hit us at a record margin. Yes, we should have had everything we needed. We should have had our generators and our stoves and everything rumbling. We should have been taking care of. Uh, plans and making plans for in case electricity goes out and things like that it hit us hard the roads were not taken care of but that is only the the surface of what the media likes to show you because they like clickbait and they like to show the negative so that they can just get people to their websites and they could care less about the actual human being that's taken part of the actual disaster on the ground And what was happening here on the ground was a movement that is so common in Texas, unifying, okay, unifying people, helping other people in a time of need. They put political parties aside. They put differences aside. They put whether they hated the Cowboys or not aside, and they helped their fellow neighbor because they needed firewood to stay warm, and they needed a meal to stay warm, and they needed gas, or they needed a shower because they hadn't had not in 4 days, and they hadn't had power. Or they just needed a simple place to stay the night. And people all over the state, especially here where I am, just south of Fort Worth, living here in the DFW area, the outpour of people to help one another was unbelievable. The media will never, ever report stuff like this or show you stuff like this. Because to them, it was more important and a bigger news headline that a... U.S. sitting senator had gone to Mexico with his family at a pretty inconvenient time. Friends, the media will do this to you 100% of the time. Please look up your facts. Please look up things that are actually happening on the ground. They will try to trick you. They will try in any way, shape, or form to manipulate you so you only see the negative things that are going on in life. Just turn on the television. Is there anything good? On the news, anything. There's nothing. So I want to shout out every single Texan that was a part of an unbelievable movement to stay together in an absolute mother nature butt whooping that we got. It didn't matter. We put everything aside. And yes, look, I'm not just glorifying Texas as if this only happens here. I'm sure it happens all over the country when you get hit with a natural disaster. I'm just pointing out what wasn't reported here. Because there were bigger things to the media than what was actually happening on the ground here in the state of Texas. So yes, I'm calling them out. And yes, I hope that they don't listen to me because we live in a cancel culture and who knows. I'm just starting a new season of my show and my first episode could get very canceled. It happens. Look it up. So, just wanted to get that off my chest. I think this is an unbelievable state to live in and the camaraderie, and especially here in my neighborhood. Shout out to Shannon Creek. You guys were unbelievable, and I'm super, super excited to be here. Um, my whole family is as well. And with the support that we got from our neighbors, neighbors all over the place, firewood, hey, do you need food? Do you need this? We were able to give some food to some people as well. That stuff, the media will never, ever report. So be careful. Keep doing your thing, Texans. But keep careful when you watch the news because they will trick you and they will manipulate you into clicks and they will put a headline out there that has nothing to do with what's actually going on on the ground. So they can talk about our senator all they want for leaving the state of Texas. The real story was happening here and they didn't even blink to cover it. So I just want to throw that out there. You guys are awesome. Let's get into some sports. And who knows, maybe I will be able to skip the whole cancel culture because, boy, is that big right now. Let's hope no, no media members just heard this podcast. Although, you know what? Maybe it could do them some good. Maybe they actually learn how to report and do their job. Okay. Whew, boy, how about those first eight or nine minutes for a new season of a new show? Welcome to Kelvin's Corner, everyone. Of course, as your host. My name is Kelvin, and I will be with you guys on this amazing journey as we will gauge the true temperature of sports, episode by episode. Thanks so much for hanging out with us. Let's get right into things. I want to start out with Tiger Woods. When I saw the news of his crash, by the way, he has, as far as I'm, as far as I know, has been recovering very well. He's in very good spirits. Uh, something that a lot of the players did—they wore uh, red over the weekend in support of Tiger Woods, especially on Sunday. And it's it's unbelievable. Let me tell you just a couple of things about Tiger Woods that have absolutely blown me away about this man. I have not been getting into golf. Sorry, I've been getting into golf recently, I'd say over the past three or four years, to the point where I know the majority of players and, and I understand the game to a really good level and I love playing the game. And I can sit for seven hours and watch tiger on a sunday right i I mean i can watch the masters it's the one sunday a year that i sit on my couch and i don't move and i watch golf for eight hours and i have absolutely no problem doing that tiger woods did something to his respective sport that no one in history has ever done you have to understand that when tiger was at his zenith when he was at his peak just as he was entering, the game of golf had become a very boring game for a lot of people, and it still is. It had become a game that was only available to the rich. It had become a game that was so just boring, and the clothing was just, oh, it was, this, it was the same body build of human that was playing the sport. And all of a sudden, we got this 18-year-old, 19-year-old kid coming out of nowhere, and uh, it became known as a Tiger Slam. The guy was just winning every single major for about 12 years straight the guy was simply unbeatable there was just nothing that you could do absolutely nothing that you could do when you had to meet sunday on the course with tiger woods for a chance to win a tournament he was favored in every single tournament for like 12 years that's unbelievable there has never been an athlete who has dominated their respective sport at the peak and at the dominance that Tiger Woods did. I'm sorry. You can throw Michael Jordan. You can throw Tom Brady. You can throw Muhammad Ali. You can throw Joe Montana. I don't care. No one for the long period of time that he dominated the sport has dominated in that type, in that fashion. Tiger Woods brought an aura to the game of golf. He brought athleticism. He looked like, a, like a, a basketball player, football player, he had muscles. He brought out the red. He brought out the fist bump. No one had ever shown any type of emotion on the golf course until Tiger Woods did. And it was unbelievable to watch. And still to this day, when he is on the golf course and there is a full gallery, the roars that ensue on the golf course is like nothing that's ever been experienced before. And so for him to not win a major for 9 years and to win the U a- and to win the Masters in 2019 the fashion that he did it, it I mean look I'm a man but I got extremely emotional watching him make that last putt on the 18th green at Augusta National because we were at a time when our country needed something to root for in a very drastic way and there was only one man that could do that in the fashion that he did it at Augusta National and it was Tiger Woods the way that he would make the the the, uh, the way that he would make Augusta National roar was unbelievable. You would know where Tiger Woods was on the golf course as long as you heard the roars all over the place. Players talk about it all the time. They know. They say we know exactly where Tiger is on the course by the roars of the crowd. And when the Tiger roars, trust me, it's extremely extremely intimidating. And so to see him being an accident in the fashion that he was in was gut-wrenching. It was gut-wrenching because we had just seen the possibility of him coming back for the Masters this year. He had just talked to CBS's Jim Nance a couple of days ago about how he was getting ready to play. He was training. He said, man, I hope to be there. Of course, the Masters is his favorite tournament. He's won it six times now, five times. So to see Tiger Woods in that state, was sad yet again. Now, here's what I will say about Tiger. The drive, the passion, the energy, the, the the will to win, the will to kill everyone on the golf course has not left that tiger. Now his body has failed him over the last ten years. Okay. But the drive to win is still not there. I mean it's still there. The drive to compete is still fresh. And so when I think about Tiger Woods and the recovery that he's going to have to go through for maybe a year and a half for him to get back into swinging a golf club the way that he's used to, now with some rods in his right ankle as he broke his leg in a couple of different places and all the back surgeries, there is not another human being that I would put it past to come back in unbelievable fashion like it would be Tiger Woods. I don't doubt him one second at the age of 44 to come back from this injury and play golf again and be reasonable as a golfer. You know, you can look at world rankings all you want and how they perform and things like that. Just talk to the guys and look up videos of guys that practice with him at TaylorMade on these golf uh, tours that they take in Florida. They all say he's still the best iron player in the world, and it's not even close. It's not even close and we've seen guys over the years pop up out of nowhere win a couple of majors and then fizzle off no one has been able ever able excuse me to continue the dominance that tiger woods did over his entire career especially when he was at his peak we had jordan Spieth for a few years we had Justin johnson for a few years we had brooks kepka but no one's been able to do it at the level of tiger woods And I think that is so unbelievably remarkable. I wish him nothing but the best. Him and his family nothing but the best. Because golf is better. Sunday afternoons are better when Tiger Woods is playing golf. Unbelievable crash. It's so sad to see. So um, the NBA MVP has been garnering some attention. And I want to touch this really quickly. I want to get to one other NFL topic here. But the NBA MVP has garnered some, some attention. Uh, the 2 It's really a two-man race at the moment between Joel Embiid and LeBron James. Both are, uh, I believe, second or third in their— uh, the, the Sixers are leading their conference, the Eastern Conference. The Lakers are tied for second and third, tied for second there. But w- what we're seeing from LeBron James is so unreal. It's almost Tiger-esque, speaking of Tiger where you're just wondering like at one point is this guy going to stop it's very Brady-esque too but brady just seems to play over and over and gets younger and i'm watching lebron james and yeah maybe he's not as fast as he was at 18 but when he kicks it into high gear he's down the court and and what people don't have not and what people have failed to understand about how lebron james has played the game of basketball over the last couple of years he's very picky He picks his spots because he understands that he can't go 40 minutes, 82 games a night for an entire year. And so what LeBron James has done is that he picks his spots, and people don't quite understand this, why on some nights when they're playing kind of average or below-average teams, he'll have a very pedestrian 22-7-7, and he'll just go to bed easy, right, whether they win or not. LeBron James has come to a point in his career where his legacy is already set, Matter of fact, he could probably keep adding to it, but he understands very clearly who he plays and why he plays those teams. Those are when you get his potential best performances, and he goes to the aggressive ultra-LeBron that we all love. Because every once in a while, there comes a Kevin Durant or a Steph Curry or a Kawhi Leonard or a Paul George or a James Harden or a Joel Embiid or a Giannis, and he has to show the world, hey guys, (laughs) I can't do it every night, but don't forget that I'm still around here. And right now, he's got the crown and the ring because he just won it this past summer in Miami in convincing fashion. I mean, in Orlando. So he deserves MVP if the Lakers are able to finish number one or number two. And Joel's going to put up a heck of a fight. But let me just frame this for you here very quickly. I'm talking to the national media members that vote for the MVP award, the ex players that vote for the MVP award. The best player in your league has not won your most prestigious award in eight years. There's something wrong. And I'm of the belief, you know, don't give me this stuff. You know, people like to throw back at me, well, Michael couldn't win in a year. He should have. Uh, yeah, I agree. Michael should have won the award. The moment he won that championship in 91 and beat the Lakers, Michael Jordan was the best player on the planet. It didn't matter what time of the day, night, place, where. It doesn't matter. I don't care if he was over 50 one night. He was the best player on the planet while he was playing basketball for the Chicago Bulls. He should have gotten every single MVP award. He's your most valuable player in the entire league. Forget basketball. Off the court. So when I look at LeBron James and I think to myself, how in the world has this man not won? He's been the best player in the NBA for 14 years, and he hasn't won an MVP in the last eight years. The best player in your league, national media members, hasn't won an MVP in eight years. He hasn't won your most prestigious award. It's a shocker to me. And I hope they get it right this year because it looks like he's on pace to do it again, and he better get it this time. No, don't give me this Derrick Rose stuff. Don't give me none of that. He was great. But LeBron James deserves six, seven, eight MVPs. You can't tell me he's not the most valuable player in the game of basketball. So uh, good luck to Joel. He's going to have to do a lot. But I think LeBron, if he can just keep what they're doing up and finish with the top two record in the West... Which, by the way, would be destroying the Eastern Conference record-wise, he should for sure get the MVP. And I think he deserves it finally. We'll give it to the old man and see if he can get it done in the finals yet again. Um, so there's a quarterback in the NFL. I'm going to end the sh- uh, our first episode here with this topic. There's a quarterback in the NFL who's been garnering a lot of interest, and it's not Deshaun Watson, who is just to our south. Or south, uh, east, I should say. Although, boy, is he going to get some interest. But there's another name that has been thrown out into the mix. That guy's name is Russell Wilson. I never thought that we'd have to see him potentially leave uh, Seattle, especially after his first three years was such a good success. Two Super Bowls and then a Super Bowl win. But the time has come where he needs to speak out, and I'm glad that he is. Now, uh, his agent said that he has not asked for a trade, but if Seattle is going to trade him, he would like to go to either the Cowboys, the Chicago Bears, the New Orleans Saints, or the Las Vegas Raiders. Now, of course, I am in cowboy country, so let me explain to the Cowboys why you have to do this move. There are people that really just don't quite understand how good Russell Wilson is. I love Dak Prescott. I'm a huge Dak Prescott guy, but he's not Russell Wilson. And I get it. Russell Wilson's 32. Dak Prescott's like 25 years old. So, Kelvin, why would you want an older quarterback in his prime when you have a younger quarterback who could potentially do the same thing in this offense? So here's the thing, and here's what you have to understand about Jerry Jones. Jerry Jones is box office. Jerry Jones wants the best entertainment on planet Earth and the best stadium on planet Earth under the most expensive dome and that holds the most people on planet Earth. He wants God to see the Dallas Cowboys. That's why the hole is in the roof. He wants the star on the helmet to be the biggest brand in sports, and it is. They're worth the most money out of any sports team on planet Earth. Russell Wilson will bring tons and tons of money. Not only that... Russell Wilson will be cheaper than Dak will for the next three seasons, and you get Russell Wilson for three years, at least the rest of his contract. You don't have to worry about him coming off an injury. Dak, you do. Russell Wilson gets everything he wants in Dallas. Great weapons, good running back. Offensive line's a little shaky, but you can shore that up with the extra $30 million that you're saving from not paying Dak Prescott. And you can fix the defense as well in the draft. If the Cowboys are willing to give him what he wants, and let him opine, then I encourage the Cowboys to probably make this move because you have to win now. You have to. Zeke, that offensive line isn't getting any better, and those weapons on the outside, I can't imagine they're all just going to stay here and take unbelievable pay cuts. You're already paying Amari Cooper a lot of money. You have the best wide receiver core in the league. Win now. Go get Russ. I love Dak Prescott. I love Dak, but this is prime Russell Wilson. You would rather win a championship now in a year than potentially think that you could win one with Dak in six to seven years. Let me also explain something to Cowboy fans if they haven't realized it. Friends, family, whoever's listening to this, if for some reason you want something, what would you do? Just put it as a very general question. If you wanted some Taco Bell, what do you do? You get in your car, and you drive, and you get some Taco Bell. If you want a burger, you are going to drive to the nearest burger place or your favorite burger place, and you're going to get yourself a burger. If you want quesadillas, you you get what I'm getting at? If you want a new picture frame for your office, you're going to go get it. The Cowboys and Dak Prescott have been dancing around this contract for two and a half years, okay? Two and a half years. If the Cowboys really wanted him, they would go get him. And they haven't signed him yet, and that says a lot. You guys got to understand that. There's a a lot of madness behind what's going on behind the scenes that we don't know about. Jerry has never liked Dak Prescott. Jerry hates the fact that Dak Prescott had to come in and replace Tony Romo, and he never got to win a Super Bowl with Jason Garrett and Tony Romo, his two beloved sons. That has bugged Jerry Jones. And he is not sold on Dak because he doesn't believe Dak is Romo. And he's not sold on Dak because he doesn't believe Dak can win him a Super Bowl. So I don't get why the Cowboys are dancing around this idea so much. They should either release the guy, franchise tag him, or trade him. Or do both at the same time. Because you're not doing him any favors. And you sure aren't doing it yourself. Because you're setting yourself up for a future with no quarterback. Unless you pull off a trade for Watson or Russell or something like that. But Jerry... Is not just going to settle for the least. He wants the greatest, and if he's going to go get the greatest, he's going to have to sacrifice some moves here. But cowboy fans, I'm not. I, I'm just. I'm telling you stuff you should already know. He does not like Dak Prescott. He can say it all he wants, but the silence in all this for the past two and a half years is very, very telling as to what Jerry Jones thinks of his quarterback. Okay, guys, that's it for today. So glad that you guys were a part of this first episode of Kelvin's Corner. We appreciate you hanging out here. Hopefully we gauge the true temperature of sports, and we'll be doing that for as long as we possibly can. I'd encourage you guys to leave a review like this. Share it with any uh, with anybody that's a sports fanatic. We'd love to get the word out. Uh, we're going to be doing stuff all on all our social medias, and you can find it all now. It's Kelvin's Corner, the true temperature of sports. I'll be recording this week with a very special guest And uh, we're going to talk about a lot of sports, especially the mental side of it, and what goes on a lot of times in the field that we don't know. So that's going to be a really fun episode. I encourage you guys to check it out. We are starting a new journey, and I want to start it with you guys. Thanks so much for listening. This has been Kelvin's Corner, the true temperature of sports, with your host, of course, Kelvin. And we'll see you guys next time. Peace.